don't know about you, but I get really excited when I delve into some of these Bible women and discover how truly amazing their stories are. Today is one of those stories. We look at Joanna and Susanna, two of the women who provided financially for Jesus and his disciples. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. I've heard of Joanna and Susanna, but honestly had no clue who they were until I was innocently reading through my chronological Bible, and there they were, in Luke 8, 1 through 3. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. Did you catch that? Jesus was traveling from city to city, village to village, preaching the gospel. And traveling with him was not only his 12 disciples, but also Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and many other women. We'll cover Mary Magdalene next week, but for now, let's look at Joanna, Susanna, and the other women. So what does this tell us about these women? First, they had been healed from some kind of illness, be it mental illness or other infirmities. Second, they were so grateful for his healing that they followed Jesus around, and most surprisingly, they bankrolled the expenses that Jesus and his disciples encountered. As if that one mention isn't enough, there's more. In Luke's account of the crucifixion, he records that Jesus' acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Then, when Joseph took Jesus' body, wrapped it in linen, and led it in a tomb, the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Finally, the truly amazing conclusion to their story. On the first day of the week, the women took the spices they had prepared, but when they arrived at the tomb, they found the stone rolled away, and the body was gone. While they were trying to understand what was going on, two angels appeared to them, reminding them how Jesus had prophesied that he'd be crucified 
and rise again on the third day. And in Luke 24, 8, he tells us, And they remembered his words. They went on to tell the disciples, but the disciples didn't believe them because their story sounded so outlandish. The women remembered what Jesus had told them. His disciples didn't. This glimpse into Jesus' relationship with these and other women is so revolutionary. The Roman society at the time viewed women as lower-class citizens. They deemed women as inferior beings, unworthy of being taught. Men didn't talk to women in public. In a court of law, a woman's testimony was considered unreliable without a man to confirm it. Joanna and Susanna didn't allow their society's views to keep them from following Jesus, absorbing all that he was teaching, and serving him however they could. They had had the courage to go to him for healing, and when he did so, they spent the rest of their lives showing their gratitude. Though they were mere women, Jesus treated them with dignity and respect. He saw into their hearts, and he honored their devotion to him by allowing them to be the first to witness the resurrection. So who exactly were these women? The Bible doesn't give us any background for Susanna, but as the wife of Herod's steward, Joanna would have been a privileged woman. Her husband was a high official in the king's court, so she would have held a prominent place within the palace. Since Herod was not a fan of Jesus and had John the Baptist beheaded, imagine what he must have thought of his steward's wife traveling around with Jesus and his followers. I usually try to limit my teaching to what is actually in the scriptures, but I found it interesting to learn that tradition has it that Chusa lost his job as Herod's steward because of Joanna's conversion to Christianity and her witness among the other servants in the palace. It's also worth noting that while Jesus' disciples were primarily fishermen and common men, the women who were part of his inner circle, were upper-class women who provided their financial support. In Luke's account of the crucifixion, he records that the people who came to witness the event beat their breast in deep sorrow, then went home. But his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance observing it all. We're not sure when the men went on their way, But the women remained until Joseph took his body off the cross to be buried in a tomb, and the women followed him to see what he did with the body. Then they went home and prepared the spices for his body and rested on the Sabbath according to the commandments. Everything happened so fast, and they really didn't know what was going on. But they continued to do the next thing, preparing the spices as was the custom observing the Sabbath, though inwardly they were probably wondering why even bother, and waking early in the morning to prepare his body. Imagine their confusion when they found the stone rolled away and his body missing. Imagine their fear when the angels appeared in their dazzling robes, 
than their excitement when they heard what had happened. How they must have babbled in a frenzy of words as they tried to explain it all to the disciples, and how frustrated they must have felt when the disciples dismissed their testimony. Only Peter took them seriously enough that he had to go see for himself. Each week, we try to look at ourselves through the eyes of the women we meet in the Bible. How are we like them? How are we different? What can we learn from them? In this case, we have so much we can learn. First, we need to step out in faith, seeking Him out and asking for His healing and new life. Have you done that already? If not, stop what you're doing and immediately pray for God to reveal Himself to you, to cleanse you from your sins, and to guide you in your new life as a believer. If you've already made that decision, are you actively following Him, hanging on to His words, developing an actual relationship with Him? When things get tough and you realize that following Him can lead to persecution or even death, are you fleeing the scene or are you standing at the cross waiting to see what happens next? When nothing makes sense and you think you've lost it all, Are you still doing the next thing, trusting that in time he will reveal himself to you in a dazzling way? Lord God, thank you for treating all people with the same love and care, regardless of who we are. Thank you for looking past our appearance, our nationality, our reputation, and our gender, and seeing through to our hearts. Thank you for saving us from our sins. Thank you for allowing us to follow you wherever that leads. Thank you for your word that teaches us and guides us in all that we do. Forgive us those times we lose our way. Draw us back onto the right path. Give us the courage to stand strong when those around us are fleeing in fear. Open our eyes to the truth that is right beside us. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we delve into the life of Mary Magdalene. In case you haven't heard it yet, Next Monday is the launch of the All God's Women radio show. It's a two-minute short-form show that breaks down each woman's life into segments, sharing their story and a takeaway. Check with your local radio station to see if they're carrying it. If not, no worries. I'll be dropping each week's radio show as a bonus episode on Monday mornings. Until then, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. 
Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.